Hello and welcome to the Awkward Corner Podcast, a podcast where we talk about anything and everything to do with design. I'm Stephen, your host, and with me today is Amy. Hello. And SJ. Hello. Hello, everybody. How are we all? Good. How are you? I'm, uh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm tickety-boo. Excellent. Excellent. Eh? Excellent, yeah. Um, today's topic. Mm-hmm. Big one. Big one. Mm. You're right. Influential designers. Mm. <sighs> Could be controversial. Or not. Who knows? Can I just say one thing, though? You know, if you Google influential designers, yes. mm. the third person that comes up... Is me? Is Rihanna. Oh, no, no, Rihanna. Yeah. Why? why? Google algorithm. Is that because it's a fashion context? The, the Perhaps. Designers. I wasn't... No, yeah, it did right. annoy yeah. me. At, no, it did annoy me at first, and then I thought about it, that actually, don't you think that the lines are blurred now between what people are and what they do. Yes. Yeah, because of the, of the influence, that, that whole influencer. Yeah. When you think about Rihanna. Is it Rihanna or Rihanna? Rihanna. <laughs> Rihanna. We work with Rihanna. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I just thought that was interesting but, that the, it, the, you know, the third person that comes up, I think the first one was Zaha Hadid. That's that, also quite interesting. I though. think that's interesting because There's I never saw that. Second one. No, I wouldn't have automatically said no. that would be the first person that come up. Let me um, Google it now and I will tell you. Talk amongst yourselves. I, well, I, I mean, Zaha Hadid is one of mine. I mean, I Googled influential interior designers for oh, okay. obvious reasons. Yes. So maybe the word influential designers, is that's where... It's oh, why no, it's no. Steve Jobs, number one. No. Yeah, see, that's got to be designers in context, doesn't well, it? Well, I wouldn't surely? even describe Zaha him as a designer. Number two. No. Rihanna, oh, number no. three. <laughs> number four, James Dyson. Number five, Frank Lloyd Wright. Oh, well, okay, yeah. But again, I'm surprised at Zaha uh, sorry, and that's Frank Lloyd Wright in there. Yeah, such, it is. And that really angers me. But then I think that's the word designer. There's no, I think it's too broad. Mm. Yeah, because I wouldn't describe Steve Jobs as a designer outright. Hmm. I think he's a, an engineer, yeah. uh, a technician, mm. but going back to an earlier episode, Jonathan I is the designer mm. that transformed Apple's fortunes, really. Now, there's a designer, mm. not even in the top five. Not Can't in the top five. Can't get past Rihanna. Mm. I mean, mm. I'd be fuming, frankly. Um, Zaha Hadid, though, being in that as well, I think is an interesting, it's not someone I would have... I would put her in a top mm. five, but just generally on a search, um, I think it's quite interesting. And Frank Lloyd Wright, mm. also actually quite interesting, mm. given that he's not building anymore. Well, but we can't argue that they... We, <coughs> not that that has to be... can't say that they're not influential. No, so. I agree. I agree. And, and in fairness, Steve Jobs' influence yes. is huge in that, in that sense. But as a designer... Who knows? Um, who wants to start? Who's who's your favourite designer, Amy? I think I've gone a bit curveball here, actually, mm. which is un- unusual for me, isn't it? So I think you have to have uh, honorary mentions for people like Zaha Hadid. Yes. Eileen Gray. Oh, Nancy yeah. Lancaster. Virgil Blower, who is not an interior designer. He is a fashion, de- men's, fa- yeah. was, sorry, a men's fashion designer. Elsie Dwarf. But if you think about the influence that fashion designers have on the retail spaces that at that high end, yeah. that the retail spaces that 
they mm-hmm. showcase their work in. Yeah, and the catwalk shows. That Virgil Abloh for me is a particularly influential mm. um, designer, if not interiors. Um, I think though, when I looked at this, <laughs> I started, and it was re- actually we've got Rihanna <laughs> to blame for this. Oh gosh, Rihanna got me thinking about. Oh, I'm not no. going to choose Rihanna, by the way. I don't know what she desires. I, I, Clothes and makeup? I don't know. Fashion? I don't know. <laughs> I know she's got her fingers um, in all sorts of pies. I mean, so. she's very successful either way, yeah. so we really should be sitting here slagging her off. Um, the lines are blurred between fashion, interiors, art, photography, all of those things. It's all design. It's all design, it isn't is, it? And it's all influence, isn't it? Um, and... For me, somebody who is, I think, particularly influential Mm. in contemporary culture is Al Weiwei, the activist and artist, Chinese activist and artist, Mm. who has done lots of installations. And I think actually you can see his influence in the way that potentially um, exhibition design has developed. Yeah. We'll put an image on Instagram. Yeah. So people are aware. But very much like people like Cause or Jeff Koons, Mm. their artwork has started to infiltrate interiors, particularly object and furniture at some level. I mean, for example, if you think about Jeff Koons did the balloon animals and if you think about the balloon dog... Look. And you can get yeah. lamps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get lamps. Yeah. But then that, that, that is the whole, how a particular designer, if we're thinking about just designers as a, as a whole, can influence the way that that comes down and filters into product design, interior design. To, yeah. yeah. And trends are then influenced by exactly. these people as well. Um, and I think Al Weiwei, in the same way, um, designs these pieces that will have a knock-on effect mm. on things that people want in their homes. Do you th- the question there is, do you think that, for example, Al Weiwei, if I've said that right. You said it right. You said it beautifully. <laughs> Al Weiwei. Um, do you think he designs for the consumer or he's designing for himself? I think... So- no- do you see what? Do you see what yeah, I mean? Yeah, no, I see, where, I see where you're going with it. It's all. It's most of it is a political statement. Mm. But I think that when an artist becomes popular, whether it be a political statement or not, yeah, I think that we can take their designs out of context, okay. and create something else. I think if you look at the cause, so cause did mm. the big uh, sculptures that are they look a bit like Mickey Mouse. Have you seen them? No. The teddies, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen them. Um, but they usually look quite like sad. Um, he's also done the ones where you kind of, he's kind of half of them have uh, kind of been given anatomical Death insides. Yeah. So you can see the heart and the lungs and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And there was a big thing at um, Yorkshire Sculpture Park a couple of years ago. With, and they, they, I mean, they're impressive. The big scale ones are really impressive. Mm. And that was all about a statement, yeah. a social and political statement. But now his designs have been used to create things that people have in their homes that are completely removed from that initial intent. Right, okay. 
But I think even though the intent's still not the same, the, is, is no longer the same, I don't think you can underestimate the influence that these people and their objects have on consumer-driven interior design moving forward. And Stephen's looking at me all kinds of funny, so I'm going to stop talking. No, because I'm listening, and I think what you talk about is quite relevant. And it's quite... Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for your validation. I know. You were waiting for that, weren't you? Yeah, I was, yeah. I think you're... I don't want to say you're wrong, actually. That's not, that's not what I am saying. What I'm saying is, I think there's a difference between influence and influential. Because... Yes, I agree. Alloway is not Nat Burkhouse. No. And Nat Burkhouse is in one of the top three influential oh God, interior yes. designers yeah. in Architectural Digest. And I guarantee you, if you said the name Nat Burkhouse in America or even in Britain, yes. everyone would know that. Mm. But most people would know Alloway. Well, I didn't know who Alloway was. No. And I think that's the difference between influence. Do you think someone has to be well known to be influential, though? No, I don't. No, it depends on their following, doesn't it? Exactly. Obviously. And I think that's my, my, from my perspective. I did say it was curveball. You did. Mm. And um, I like it. But I don't think that someone has to be well known to be influential. I think there are lots of things we know who Inigo Jones is. We right? do. Mm-hmm. And anybody with a design background, particularly in interiors or architecture, will know. Yeah. But do you think that the name among the, let's say, masses... Mm. is a well-known name. No. no, and they should be, I think. So he is influential, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that he is well-known. No. I'm not, I'm not comparing Al Weiwei, but what I'm saying is that we've got these, and he's just one name out of a, a number of contemporary mm. artists that I think have an effect, an influential impact. They have an influential without effect. Without us necessarily realizing or appreciating no but then that also on the flip side of that just going back to i've got to go back to rihanna 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 Rihanna. (laughs) if she was to then start designing spaces yeah but this is what i mean this is what i mean she's well known yes so she's coming up on a search of influential designers, but is she an influential designer? Mm. I'd argue that's, no. That's what I mean. It's that kind of it's it, well, it's that argument, isn't it? You're wrong. It's very wrong. It's very wrong because that's the point between influential and having influence, and I don't like that kind of differential. I think people who are really influential should have the influence. And mm. it's frustrating that they don't. But whereas people with public platforms yes. can make a line of clothes it, it, or they can design a number of mm. interiors uh, yeah, and yeah. suddenly it's very influential and it's absolute nonsense. I'm sorry, it's absolute But again, that nonsense. comes back to one of our previous episodes when we're talking about the in- interpretations and in... in- um, misconceptions, misconceptions of, interior. of yeah, interior design. It is. It's exactly that. It, that that in its, in its entirety is it's just a, that. It's there. exactly that. Like I, my favorite designer is Daniel Liebskin. Yeah, he's one of my favorites as well. And I love because I see him as more than just an architect. Mm-hmm. Very influential, but is he well known? I think he I is. I think he is. I think he but is. But then, are we, but we're in a we, bubble, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, we are in a bubble, so it's hard for us to know. Tell us. Tell us if he's well known. Yeah. Also, Contact as well, Philip Stark, for me, was really yeah. uh, influential to my development as a designer. Um, 
in terms of where I started and, and how I trained. But then that, that's different designers will have different influences yeah. as well, won't they? Yeah. Because Philippe Stark is one of those that has a finger in lots does. of different Now parts. he does. Back, back, back when, it was more about his, just purely his product design um, and his kind of ethos as a designer. I, I, I see, I think Daniel Lipskin does have mm. huge influence yeah. because he was sort of my design hero mm. at university and he hadn't actually built that much mm. at that point, but his thinking was already out there. Yeah. And I appreciate that's within, a, again, an established bubble kind of thing. But he's gone on to build a lot of public mm. buildings, mm. not just private commissions. Like, I couldn't tell you Nat Burkhouse's projects. No. I know yeah. it's probably yeah, 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 a huge, yeah. high celebrity yeah. client list. Yeah. Right? I know everybody wants mm. Nat Burkhouse, whatever, and TV mm-hmm. shows and everything else. But I couldn't tell you them. Whereas... But does that make him any less influential? Or is that the wrong kind of influential as well? Mm. You see, that's, the, mm. that's, that's for debate. I would like to see, this is going to sound very condescending, but I would like to see people like Daniel Lipskin having much more mainstream influence mm. because of his thinking and the fact he challenges people. The Jewish Museum is one of the yeah. greatest pieces of art, architecture, yeah. design, you name it, yeah. I think, of the, of the, the 20th century. Mm-hmm. Just think it is. And you consider all the designers that have been through the 20th century. I still think that's one of the single most important pieces mm-hmm. of design. That's huge influence. But I guess it's still quite niche in some ways mm. because not everybody would build a leafskin building. I'm just thinking about um, slightly off, off tangent from what you're saying, but not off topic. I'm thinking about the Bauhaus, right? You, yes. can't, you can't underestimate the no. influence that the Bauhaus have had <laughs> and the people associated with the Bauhaus. Not but the band. There are, not the band. <laughs> um, but some of their key design principles and key pieces that came out of the Bauhaus, you can see some of that in things that are designed now for places like Ikea. Yes. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But again, that's very influential. It is. But if you're sitting on one of those mm. S-chair things at Ikea, do you necessarily know? It's history. No. It's history and where that's come from and where the influences are. Mm. I don't think you do. I, don't, I just don't think that something has to be well known to be influential. And I think that we know these things because we're in, we're this in that bubble, design yeah. bubble. Um, do you have to appreciate it? Do you have to know the history of something to appreciate it as good design? No, but I think you know you appreciate it better, better. if you do. You appreciate it more. <laughs> if, you, if you do. Um, because I think it's interesting to, to know, isn't it? Whereas mm. like the, the iPhone is a good example of that. Like I said before, Jonathan, I... Yeah, and I'd never you know, heard of him Taking before. Dieter Rams's principles and absolutely... Yeah, I never knew that either. Absolutely understanding yeah. how to simplify what is, you know or what was, a very straightforward piece of equipment, yeah. which is a telephone, but then adding all these different layers to mm. it. And it's now, like, everybody doesn't even think about that, do they? No. The influence he has had single-handedly as a designer mm. is huge. Since you've mentioned him, though, his name has cropped up a couple of times in things that I've looked at or read or watched. Okay. Which I thought was quite interesting. Yeah. So I do think he is massively influential. Mm. Yeah, again, I think he is one of the most influential designers of the 20th century, 20, yeah. because of the legacy he's left. 
And I would argue Dieter Rams before him. Mm. Because without Dieter Rams, yeah, there there's be. no Jonathan yeah, Ive yeah, in, that, yeah. in that same sense. Mm. But it is, but it's, I would argue, like from a British perspective, and this is again my kind of history growing up and everything, I would argue Terence Conrad Ooh. is probably one yeah, of the most yeah. influential yeah, yeah, designers yeah. in Britain. And in, in a wider world, but certainly in Britain, mm. when you think of his legacy. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, which again, I think people don't appreciate, but actually probably do recognize more. Um, and it's sad that he's no longer with I us know, as and well. And also as well now. Yeah. I think he's, you know, he's become, he's come to the forefront again and people realize how influential he actually was because, you know, mm. she's sadly no longer with us. Yeah. yeah. And he was doing flatback before Ikea. Yeah. Mm. And everyone doesn't, like, forgets that or doesn't yeah. realize that. They always associate flatback, certainly with, 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 yeah. with Ikea. <laughs> but actually he was doing it before that because he understood Good design could come at a cheaper price if someone had the ability to take it home and, and do it for themselves. Yeah. Way before it was an IKEA principle. Mm-hmm. But he was also influential in bringing back and working with some of the mid-century modern designers mm-hmm. and, and that yeah. style and bringing that yeah. to the mainstream. So I've talked about this before. Prior to that, it's all very chintz. Yeah. It and is. it's all very kind of, it's that kind of classic British style, isn't it? Mm. But Terence Conran, I think, is single-handedly responsible, responsible for, for changing that. the high street dynamic yeah and bringing well when you kind think about mid-century modernist, modern mm-hmm. yeah how that's in the interior today's interior now mm-hmm. and how it influences furniture launches and furniture collections yeah. for lots of um furniture designers retailers even high street retailers when you think about yeah. the influence of mid-century modern here's a question that's, then. that's a good that's a good topic though is it is it the right interpretation of mid-century modern? wow <laughs> <laughs> well but, but that's that's what i was just about to say though in mm. terms of you mentioned the Bauhaus. is everything now just a pastiche mm. of that because actually did they not nail it nail it yeah for want of a better phrase because i've never seen anything that isn't either influenced or copied from, from that kind of yeah. Bauhaus template. And I think if you see original, particularly product design, mm. everything else pales in, in comparison, doesn't it? When you see the actual real original pieces. Mm. Yeah, you mentioned Eileen Gray. I mean, yeah. I love her, Yeah, her work. And she's not had actually the recognition. No, no. Because of that very male influence yeah. era of the Bauhaus yeah. where she was, she got told to, jog on didn't she mm. when she wanted to do architecture mm-hmm. um her work her table her side table glass and steel t- side table it, you can't better that there's so many copies and interpretations of that you can't better that and that but that's what's interesting about legacy isn't it though and influence people are buying things that they have no appreciation for again for that actual legacy mm. Mm where they like where that has come from because i remember buying a, a table from ikea which is clearly influenced by eileen gray yeah but yet most people wouldn't well they wouldn't put the two and two together or wouldn't even think about they wouldn't think about it you mm. know where it's not new is it no but it's no. still contemporary you know it's still good and a good design is ageless anyway isn't it yes. i think i've, I've got a, yeah. an image here actually have you guys heard of air de Lanux? 
No, no so she was a designer around about the same time as Eileen Gray, maybe a little a little earlier. She was working in Paris in the 1920s. So there was quite a, a lot of Art Deco influence, mm. but that's, she wasn't just an Art Deco designer. But this is one of her cabinets. I was looking at that picture earlier. Yeah. It's very nice. It's very beautiful. Nice. Yeah, it's very beautiful. But if you told me that it was contemporary, I'd also believe you. Yes. It's the same as Eileen Gray's day is bag. Nearly a, that is nearly 100 yeah, years so old. Exactly. That, and that's, again, that's it's a perfect example of good design. It's timeless. Yeah. And, and again, it's about that influence that we don't even... I mean, mm. that's, you know, Erda Lennox is not a name, is not a, a name that we know of particularly well. No, but shouldn't then we be pushing at, like, new designers should be actually trying to then say something new, though, mm. on the back of this kind of argument what is new i wonder though? 50 years from now which designers well, now I, I don't know but when you think of, of the technology and the ability to design things the way we can design them now compared to 100 years ago you would really think that actually designers should be mm. taking that on again when was the last time you saw something though when you went wow i've never seen anything like that before that's my point mm. i can't i can't genuinely think about that have we just got to a point where there is n there is no longer anything new, and is that no, not really but, really but, depressing? But how much of that is like people educators who teach that kind mm. of thing, which is good design, and you should know about these people, then influencing a new generation of designers who have been who influenced by a totally different generation of interior and designers, and just kind of repeat it. Like I look mm. at some of Tom Dixon's work. Mm. Um, not his lighting, but certainly his furniture. It's mid-century modern. Yeah. Yes, yes, it's nice. Yes. It's, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's mid-century modern. Yeah. It's got nothing new to say. And I find that the influence of that kind of mm. element of where does it stop, and so that again. so that it's influencing people to be better rather than. But then we are. I think in this particular context, we are talking about we are talking about furniture design, aren't we? And sort of like mm. the evolution of that yeah. and how that's... We are, because that's where I think architecture has yeah. done that. Yeah. I think it continues to evolve. And somebody like Leapskin has mm. totally and utterly redefined the genre with deconstructivism. Yeah. Do you think, though, that there's a danger with, with things like product design and furniture design? Mm. That when somebody becomes very influential, and I'm going to use air quotes there... Yes. Yeah they almost stop trying because what you want is one of their designs. Talking of Tom Dixon, mm. everybody wanted Tom Dixon lights, didn't yes, they? Yes, they did, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there was no need for him to push any further barriers, barriers because yeah. that was recognisably his work and everybody wanted it. Why would he need to do anything else? I've got a Tom Dixon, uh, just digressing slightly, um, bottle opener, and it's so bloody heavy, I'd never want to use it. Mm. I could kill a man with that. And it's like, it's not... Not practical. It's not practical. It's I'm not going to put it on a shelf so everyone can see it. It's just no. in a drawer somewhere. But it's Tom Dixon. But it's Tom yeah. Dixon. See, and that's the point, isn't it? That's that's the point. Is where I think influential design or influential designers mm. should push people to want to do better things, not necessarily copy what they what they're already yeah. doing. Yeah, yeah, and I think yeah. we've hit that plateau. I think, and I think part of that is commercialism, though. Because now people just want to sell stuff, mm -hmm. whether it's buildings, whether it's bottle But then it's, it's that whole, it it, the, they don't care about where it comes from or what the history is. They just want it because it looks good. And that's what people have got at the moment because that's what's trending. Mm. Exactly. 
Um, we could talk about this. We could. For ages. And I reckon we'll probably come back but to But I do like the question, in 50 years' time, which designers now will people be talking about? I reckon, I, I reckon we could come back and say exactly yeah. who. But I think that that would be a good question to ask. It would. It, it would. Tell us. Yeah, tell, tell us, us who, who you who, think. Yeah. Mm. Who you think in 50 years' time. Um, me, hopefully. <laughs> uh, when I've made it to the, to the top of the Architectural Digest. You're a funny guy. I'm right. I know. That's what they come for, eh? Yeah. Um, Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this. Tell us who your favorite mm. influential designers are and the reasons for doing so. You can do that via our social media channels and, um, and also our email. It's all in our bio. Um, let us know. We're interested and um, share any other stories that you might have as well with us. Yeah. Um, other than that, it's been fun. Come again to the Awkward Corner and we'll see you next time. Bye. TTFN. Goodbye. <laughs>